You are listening to Get With IT, a podcast by IT Ops Times. Here's Katie D, online and social media editor at IT Ops Times. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us for today's podcast episode. Today, we're going to be speaking with Patrick Jean, Chief Technology Officer at OutSystems, about the company's latest research into the overall cost of cloud-native ownership, as well as how low-code tools can help with the transition into the cloud. I'm glad to talk with you. All right. Well, I have a few questions for you regarding OutSystems' latest research. Um, so according to the research, what are the main reasons why cloud-native is so costly? I mean, it, it's a kind of start with the the benefits are significant, right? So it's, and then we'll get, get into the why. So right. the, the reasons for doing it uh, and the benefits of getting to cloud native are huge for organizations, right? And it's been this way for, you know, 20 years as far as when uh, this really became a thing. You know, you look at agility, you look at speed, you look at reliability, you look at scale, those, all these things that are important to organizations to innovate and get the benefit um, absolutely just as important today as it has been over the last 20 years. Why is it so costly? It is a significant undertaking to get to that cloud-native capability before you ever get the first app in the hands of the first user. I think that's the um, that's the challenge. You know, it's it's if you kind of compare it to technology stacks that have been, you can just get it quickly out there, very, but they don't scale, they're not reliable, you mm-hmm. can't iterate over them uh, fast. Uh, the long-term benefits of cloud-native are what's important, but that upfront cost of getting to that very first app, which we lay out in the TCO report, is the challenge. And it is a deep technology stack. It requires people to you know, change their skill sets, requires them invest in new technologies. It's just, it's challenging. And how can organizations really work to reduce this cost, um, as well as cutting back on the overall time that they spend transitioning to cloud native? Uh, you said, how do they do it? Yeah, how can they reduce the cost as well as cut back on the time that they spend transitioning to cloud native? Go low code application platform with right. something like OutSystems. I mean, that's that is the way to do it um, today. I mean, we're, there are it has been a challenge across the board, and there has been no real significant breakthroughs on the, um, you know, in the traditional development world. It's still costly. It still requires all these different skill sets. Frankly, it's it's more difficult today than it ever has been. And that's just because the complexity continues to rise. Uh, the answer to this is absolutely low-code application development platforms that, you know, bake in all of this cloud-native architecture, um, give Companies, the ability to generate apps in minutes and put them in the hands of end users built on a cloud native stack. Um, I mean, that has been proven. That's why you hear the hype from these uh, platforms like ours, which we call a high performance low code, which embeds cloud native in it uh, and allows companies to not worry about this stack, not worry about build out teams of highly specialized skill sets. They can focus on the business benefits of getting apps in the hands of end users right away. And when going cloud native, how can building set businesses up for growth when compared to buying? I think that's, um, you know, that's an it's an interesting question, Katie. The whole build versus buy. It's been, it's been with the technology, the technology industry for ever since the technology industry has been around, right? <laughs> um, that that benefit of building gives you that last mile fit for companies and and their desire to innovate. You know, I kind of compare, there's some great, there are many great SaaS products out there. So that's kind of the buy option for most organizations for software is go SaaS. 
The problem with that is that you don't differentiate yourself from your competition. You're just like every other company that implemented that SaaS product. Yes, you can configure it differently than others. Yes, you can build other processes around it. Uh, but you're not, there is no real differentiator there between you and your competition using the SaaS product. Um, and the implementation and configuration is still challenging. Something like low code gives you the ability to rapidly get a solution in place similar to SaaS, but then you get that last mile fit and you get to innovate in a way that's unique to your specific company. You get to take um, your secret sauce, if you want to think of it that way, and put it into your software. So that's why I think that if you compare SaaS, you compare traditional development, you compare low code. Low code gives you the best of all worlds. It gives you the ability to get there quickly like SaaS does, but then it gives you that last mile fit that brings out your competitive advantages as a business. Right. Um, How can low code specifically help the transition to cloud native become a more efficient process and kind of help to streamline everything? Yeah, it's it's kind of a... um, you know, it's a concept of really just skipping that uh, that step of having to build that team out mm-hmm. of cloud architects, security engineers, DevOps engineers, all those um, heavy lifting skill sets, which are very difficult to uh, to go acquire and to couple together and extremely expensive. Right. As we laid out in the report, right. you just you skip that as a business. You don't have to go build out these uh, these teams that have to build the the full cloud native underlying infrastructure, we do that as a low code platform for you. So we are building that out. You're as a developer, you focus on, you know, the business impact, the creative aspect of designing an application. The magic happens behind the scenes by the platform of building a full stack. So you're in essence, you're a full stack cloud native developer just by using um, a low code platform like OutSystems. Right. Um, were there any results um, in the CTO report that came back and went in a direction you weren't expecting or kind of surprised you? Not really. I think that, um, you know, the report lays it out quite well. I mean, there's a, there's an upfront infrastructure cost and the concept of investing in infrastructure. There's a, there is a, there's an application development cost when you think of it as architecture. The other piece that um, really that, you know, I'd like to kind of touch on is that, it, it also is not just that upfront cost, the, the ongoing maintenance cost, you know, versus innovation with traditional development is significant. I mean, many organizations get to the point where it's two thirds of their time is spent on maintenance and cloud native makes this even more challenging. Um, so nothing really surprising. I think there's even there's even a uh, bigger story and over time, you know, and what uh, what the, the kind of quote unquote hidden costs are for organizations to go cloud native uh, in the traditional sense. It's very challenging, very challenging up front, and it will continue to cost you uh, over time unless you move to something, you know, that where the platform takes care of that for you. And why do you think that these kind of longer term maintenance costs are more expensive with cloud native? Because of the complexity. So if you think about um, it's the net, you know, the network problem network in the sense of uh, from a mathematical standpoint, if you have, if you have 10 variables and they're changing, um, that's, you know, it's difficult to keep those all up to date with dependencies and variables uh, applying to kind of different pieces, different technology. Think about it with cloud native and, uh, um, and the amount of technology goes in that stack. You, you'll have potentially hundreds of services maintaining those services over time, maintaining the dependencies. You know, some go um, basically out of lifetime, you know, some come back in, some get replaced. 
the complexity issue of a stack, that a technology stack that's necessary to build out a cloud native app over time is daunting. And, mm-hmm. um, and that for, you know, I mean, we invest, so like OutSystems invest in maintaining that. That's part of our platform. That's basically the responsibility that we have. Um, and we offload that from customers. So that's why over time, it's just a complexity issue. That's, that's the problem for our companies that try and go this on their own. Right, definitely. And based on your research, what is the number one piece of advice that you would give to an organization looking to go cloud native? Yeah, I mean, just my thing is, especially on the uh, on low, low code has for a while been, um, you know, it, it's people have been tentative. It, that's not the case anymore. It, it's it's one of those uh, solutions that is now in the forefront. I think it's uh, much less risky, quote unquote, for people to be those early adopters. It's mainstream. Mm-hmm. My suggestion is always just go pick a project that has been challenging to date. Um, go try it on low code. I mean, it's, it's a little bit of like, what do you have to lose? If you have not been able to develop, um, you know, some with traditional development, some project that's very important to you, just go give it a shot on a low code platform. You will be surprised um, with platforms like OutSystems, the speed that you can develop applications, the scale you get reliability you get with them. Um, and we've seen this over and over with our customers. And then it just, uh, once the success happens, it starts growing like wildfire, you know? So my suggestion is just go give it a shot. All right. Well, those are all the specific questions that I had for you. Unless you had anything else that you think is worth mentioning from the report or anything you wanted to dive deeper into? Um, just the one thing I'd state is, uh, if you, you know, especially I know with your audience, Katie, with IT ops and, um, and the, you know, the people that listen in and it's important to them, the concept with low, with cloud native, um, and, you know, many of the organizations that get to be really good at it and uh, they'll probably recognize these Dora elite status. We see many of our customers just getting to Dora elite and Dora's uh, DevOps research. Uh, so it's a group that, um, that uh, Google, I think acquired a while back and they do this uh, basic analysis, you know, on a regular basis. We see our customers getting to Dora Elite status uh, almost immediately, you know, and that's a, that is a good, uh, somewhat independent measure of what is success in software development. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, a lot of organizations can use just to basically evaluate themselves internally. How, you know, things such as how many days do you release to production? We have we have customers that start that out immediately, release to production every single day, and they basically never stop. You know, so mm-hmm. it's a good. You, you know, organizations need to measure themselves, and that's one good way to do it. And, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a decent way to find out where you're at on that maturity curve. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much again for your time today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Good talking to you again. All right. Well, that's all the time that we have for today's show. Thanks again, PJ, for joining me. And as always, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. Be sure to check out all of our weekly episodes on your favorite podcast listening platform. And until next time, this has been Get With IT.